Jim Britt and Jim Lutz had a vision, and the Change Book series was developed. Welcome to the Change Book Radio Show with your hosts and personal coaches that'll show you how to bankroll your mind. Lawrence Pipkin and Rich Perry. Join Lawrence and Rich weekly as they interview the top co-authors from all over the globe who share their insights into self-empowerment with life-enhancing realizations that will touch every area of your life. We're live every Wednesday on Blog Talk Radio at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Rich Perry here, and I'm joined, as always, by my second favorite Texan, Lawrence Pipkin. Lawrence, how are we doing today? Whoa, 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 whoa. What, what do you mean second favorite? How did I, how did I drop in the polls? I've got to get on this. What's going on? My, my first favorite is our guest today. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you are so sly. You are so sly. Uh, I do what I can. I do what I can. And, you know, we... And I'm, I'm totally okay with that, by the way. So. Yeah. And, and it, it sounds like Blog Talk Radio is having a good day today, which, which is, is always a good Wednesday because last week we had a stellar interview with Craig Wayne Boyd, except that the podcasting gods, the Blog Talk gods weren't with us. And there was that little bit of feedback. And so we're working on getting that uh, getting a re-interview, but super great information from last week. And I'm really excited to bring on today's guest and let me read about him real quick. So today's guest is David Norris, AKA my first favorite Texan, who is a <laughs> husband, husband, father, grandfather, a rewired banker, an outlaw biker, Rotarian, and served as an infantry officer in the United States Marine Corps. He has extensive experience in leadership positions in both banking, where he was the former chief operating officer at the Happy State Bank, and in Rotary, he served as a district governor and as Rotary International Coordinator. David's life purpose is to be the best version of himself so the world can be the best version of itself. And you can read David's story and his chapter is, is it good to be you, which is found in book seven of the change book series. And we're proud to welcome David Norris to our radio show. David, how are we doing today? So, uh, only, only, only a couple of words I can say. It's good to be me. That's all. That's all there is I can say. It's, uh, and the best part about it is, it just gets better every day. And uh, I tell people on time that it, it is so good to be me that there are people lining up to be me. And there would be people that would just love to have one of my bad days because my bad days are so good. You know, that's how good it is to be. You know, so it's uh, it's all it's all in our perception, gentlemen. And thank y'all. Thank y'all very much. It's, uh, I'm honored and grateful to be here today. Thank you. Certainly. David, your, your chapter is, is personally or connected on social media, and, and you just said it a moment ago, you're constantly saying, it's like your, your motto maybe, uh, it's good to be me. Tell us a little bit about your chapter for those people that maybe haven't read it yet, or maybe this is their first time connecting with you. David, tell us a little bit about your chapter 
Is It Good to Be You, found in book seven of the Change Book series? Yeah, uh, it, it's, uh, that chapter is actually part of a, a three-year time frame where I was uh, in line to be a Rotary District Governor, and I won't go into the infrastructure of Rotary, but it's a big job. It's almost a full-time job that most people actually wait, they, or they don't do. They don't step into their leadership ability. They don't step into their greatness. They don't step into service of other people because of uh, conditions and circumstances that they make up in their mind called uh, I've got to work, I don't have the time, I don't have the money, and things like that. But I, I stepped into that uh, at a time, uh, and I wanted to be, let me back up, to be a governor, takes it, you're in two years of training and then a year of service in that. So this would have been from, uh, you know, the 2009-2012 time frame. And uh, what, what was happening in that time period is I entered that phase uh, in the corporate world uh, of banking uh, it, well, it took 101 years for Happy State Bank to reach $1 billion in total assets. It only took three more to make it $2 billion. And that all happened in my two years of training and being governor, and in this three-year time frame, this growth of another billion dollars. And so what, what I found was, okay, I'm going to be the district governor. What can I do to improve myself to raise the lid on my own leadership ability so that I can serve Rotary and – take the bank into this next phase. Now, little did I know when I was going into that next phase of growth with, with the company was that there would be four mergers and acquisitions during that time, of which I was the team lead on that. Uh, yeah, that I, I say in the chapter, our CEO, would, would, he would hunt them down. My job was to kill them, clean them, and cook them, and, and bring them in, uh, fold, bring them into the, into the culture of the company. And to do this while serving in, the, in that level of capacity, it took a conscious decision on my part to bring all my powers to bear to, to, to up-level my own game, raise the lid of, my, of, my, of not just my leadership of other people, but my leadership of my own self to, one, accomplish the goals and objectives that I was going to do with Rotary and the goals and objectives of, of, of Happy State Bank. And to do that, you know, I'm going to say I, I pulled it off. I did it. I did it well. I developed a great team, a great inner circle of people that could help me and support me both in Rotary and inside the bank. And we did that. And in that process of doing all of this stuff, I get that's when I actually get promoted to chief operating officer and then uh, uh, elected as an advisor director to the board of directors in the same process. So, the whole point of it being is that when, when, when you make a conscious decision to actually set a goal, set a vision for yourself to accomplish something that you truly want to do, something that you would truly love to do, to, to up-level your own game, to, to serve others, to help your family, to help your business, to help the community, local and world, when you make that conscious decision to do that and take a step in that direction, magical things actually start happening. Definitely. And I, and, and, I, and, I, oh, and I hope I'm not just talking to myself there. <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about what was going on through your mind. I know you touched upon it just then, but you, you made that decision to be better, not only for yourself and your family, but your community. <laughs> what was there you know, what started you down that path of wanting to leave average, 
wanting to leave mediocrity because uh, you said it in your chapter that most, when you, when you got that uh, ranking position, uh, the governor position Mm -hmm. of rotary, most Mm -hmm. people, not only do you have to go through extensive, extensive training, but most people, uh, they don't do it while they're fully employed and you were employed working a full-time corporate job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you said, what'd you say? You said you'd have to be insane to do that, and you're insane, and you did it. Yep. What, well, it does, what was going on? What's that? Well, it, 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 it was listening to, to, I'm going to just say, listening to that still small voice inside of me that says that there is something greater for me to do, something greater for me to do than, than, than just, Employment, which is a great place, God is a great place to work. It's a fantastic, wonderful institution, uh, and Rotary is a fantastic and wonderful institution. But there was still that, that still small voice telling me that, that there was something more. There's something more. There's something more, and it was the ability to to tether. The Buddhists call it tethering the jumping monkey, uh, which is all the other voices in your head that you get, and listening to, getting down to what what would I love. And part of what I would love was to be doing what I am doing right now, which is executive and entrepreneurial coaching, and to be able to do that and to accomplish those things. And I think that's the key word, to accomplish something. Uh, John Maxwell talks about that in uh, the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. I think it's called it's the law, law number eight, Law of Priorities. It says that leaders understand that activity is not just accomplishment. And I, find, and I have found myself, and I see so many other people doing that, uh, in their lives is that it's just filled with activity and activity and activity and no accomplishment. So it, it was it was understanding that I wanted to truly accomplish something, not just for me, but for others as well. And it, and it, it takes listening to a longing and a discontent inside of you, hearing what that, listening to that still small voice as to what, what, what do I have a longing for? What do I have a discontent for? Sometimes it's longing. Sometimes it's discontent. Sometimes it's both. But it's that calling for something even greater still, that I can do this. And not waiting until some time that some, you know, it's not waiting until this mythical retirement age of 65 to do something like this. You know, that, by the way, that, that age limit is something that was made up by pre-World War I Germany, uh, in there that we adopted in the New Deal in the 30s. It's crazy, but that's what we do. And when we adopted 65, that was about the average uh, that we would live. So, but people wait, or, or they they say, well, I, I, I can't do this because I need benefits, uh, or I have to wait till the kids graduate. There's always something that any of us can do where we are with what we have. We always have way more than what we think we have. And so that you know, what, I forget who said it, but what the what the mind can conceive, we can achieve, and that's really what it mm-hmm. is: is listening to that and being and, and being pulled towards that what we're called to do, and not wait around and look at our conditions and circumstances to for permission. How much I got in my checking account? You know, um, my benefits at, at work things like that, we look to our conditions and circumstances for permission rather than getting a deep dive into what it is we would truly love and to live a life by design. Not, not, I think I say this in, the, in my chapter, is that most people, including me at that time frame, 
felt like that I was a pinball inside a pinball machine and the whole world had their own flipper. And it's when you say, stop, enough, let's move forward. Let's go do something else. Let's take a life that we love to live. And I, I think when I'm, what you're talking about is you're saying get rid of the as soon as kind of mentality. So yeah, say that I'm that person yeah. that says, you know what, David, I, I've got this feeling inside of me and I really want something more. What do I do? Well, most people, should, well, most people shut down is what they do, but they, they should listen to that voice. And remember that, that they that, that do what you can, where you are with what you have, and, and you always have way more than you think you have. This is, this is the problem with it. Jim Lutz had, had a variation of this posted, but one thing that I'm teaching and coaching my clients is, is that the problem is never the problem. The problem is in our thinking about the problem. It's in our attitude about the problem. It's in our thinking about the problem, and that's what most people don't really get. We're taught to think. Um, well, let me back up. We think in pictures, guys. That, that's what we do. And so in the thinking, to determine what it really is that we would love, we are actually taught to think in avoidance goals rather than approach goals. And we think in pictures. And so when I say, and, I, and I, here's an exercise for everybody listening in, on this thing, when I when I say we think in pictures, do not think of the Statue of Liberty. I'm telling you, do not think of the Statue of Liberty with her art, with Lady Liberty in New York Harbor with her hand raised. Now, there's not a person on this call that is not thinking the Statue of Liberty, even though I said do not think of it. And that is so, what that is the part that most of us listen to right there is the avoidance goals. Uh, it would be. I want to lose 40 pounds. Well, that's an avoidance goal. An approach goal is I live at my ideal weight. And so it's using this thinking. It's reframing your thinking about this, about whatever it is a person would love, to live a life they would love, to live a life of design, has to come with the transformation of your thinking. My favorite book says that be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the changing of your mind. And that's what, that's what this is truly all about. The answers are right there in front of them. However, we are trained to look to conditions and circumstances to get what we, want, what we say we want rather than getting into the question of what would I love. And when you enter into the question of what would I love, you suspend – here's where you do the, one of the seven habits of highly effective people. Suspend the requirement of how and stay in the question of what would I love. What would I love? What would I do if money wasn't an object? What would I do if I knew it wasn't impossible? And to stay in that and to learn to use thinking, which is what we, what we do. We have six mental faculties that we can use of our imagination, our intuition, our perception, our will, our memory, our reason. These are gifts that are given to us by our creator for us to think. And therefore, we can give ourselves permission to think what it is I would love and design our own life around that. Okay, well, say I'm a little slow. I don't know which you'll agree. <laughs> and I say, I get that, there. David. <laughs> I, get, I get that what you're saying is I should yeah. do what I love, but how do I go about that? I mean, there are so many things in my life that, that say – well, I've, I've got this priority, and I've got this priority, and I've got this priority. How, how do I create that? How do I okay. free yeah. up that priority? Yeah. 
Well, one is to listen to it. Uh, and, and I think a lot of times there is so much looking. Yeah. It, it, it takes sacrifice to do some of this stuff. Sacrifice is is not trading time, although there there is some of that. Sacrifice is the is, is the, uh, the the giving up of something of, of great value for something of even greater value. In other words, how bad you want it, mm-hmm. and then just looking at the things. You know, a lot of us we have to do list. I, I I help my clients with a do not do list, a stop doing list as well. One of one of my top <laughs> ones is turn off. Turn off the stinking television <laughs> and look at your time and become committed to what it is that you would love, but you can you can free up. You know, it's hard enough. I, I guess this is probably the better answer to your question, Lawrence, is, is that surely you can find 15 minutes a day to read a book, to read a book, to, to read the change book. Any of them, especially my chapter. Read my chapter first. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, I, I tell people all the time is that um, my chapter is the best chapter in the entire book, and my co-authors would tell you the same thing. That is, that their chapter is the best chapter in the book. So that's, uh, but but surely you can start with finding 15 minutes a day to take a step, a baby step in the direction of, of, of something that you would love. It starts with that. What do you truly have to do? Do you really have to watch CNN every morning or every afternoon? Do you really have to be on social media four or five hours a day? You know, see, I, I like CNN. I, I say it stands for constantly negative news, and Fox isn't any better. Sure. But CNN is <laughs> easier to pick at you know, with that. But that's just it. You can sit down and try and take a baby step in that direction by simply you can find 15 minutes a day. And, and, use time, and use that time to start designing the life that you would truly love. And then it will grow from there. Things will start falling away. And and then, of course, then you have to be careful of the people closest to you because as you morph and change and evolve and grow, uh, they may not understand that very well. But if it's truly important to you, they will be good in that dream and that life that you designed for others. Right. Now, one thing that uh, I think I was very excited about having you on the show today because you are one of the people who is doing. You are one of the people who is active. You are one of the people who has taken everything that Lutz and Britt have said to do and have actually created the lifestyle that you live right now because of that. And I think a lot of us uh, out there in the world think I want this and I want it all to just come in one big truck that backs up to my door and dumps it all on me. Can you explain to people the process that you went through and how it's okay to take those baby steps and how it's, it's dynamic and how it has to happen and, and why there is that process? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that is one, give yourself time. Okay. Get very clear on what it is that you want. Very clear on what it is that you want and continually calibrate that vision of what it is that you say that you want. More importantly, it, it, it is to recognize and understand. You heard me say, well, go start where you are with what you have. And, and it is highly unlikely that anybody wants to, to, to do what I do or, or create a business uh, of some other, uh, in some other uh, vocation or industry that uh, they could actually stop right now. But they can start putting on the mindset around it 
and taking those baby steps where they are. They may still be fully employed, yet not ready to resign or quit or, or walk away. But you can get inside this thinking, inside this type of structure, and get very clear and take steps every day where you are. You might still be employed, but that might mean that, like in my case, learning to be a coach. That was a multi-year process of being in it and putting that on and using the coaching skills uh, that, that I was learning inside Happy State Bank, inside Rotary. And, and a lot of people didn't know they were being coached, but you would still put on that mindset, put that uniform on, and continually keep that dream in front of you. The second habit of highly effective people in Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People is begin with the end in mind. Get real clear on what it is that you want where you are, and then you can come from that. Uh, Steve Jobs said something, you, know, you, you, cannot, you cannot connect the dots, dots forward. You can only connect the dots backwards and trust in the process of getting there. Mm-hmm. But that, that's, the thing, that's, that's really what it is about being very, very clear of what it is that you want and then taking action steps to get there and allowing yourself the time to stay in that thinking, to, to get into that mindset that it is. Uh, Along the way, there's all kinds of issues that come up along the way that people need to be aware of, and that is their habitual thinking. Uh, Henry David Thoreau called it common hours thinking. Um, but that, that is uh, to, to really tune in to, to the higher frequency of thought of what it is that you would love. You have to consent and adopt uh, ideas and feelings to what it is that you want and become totally in love with it. Because at, at, at the suggestion of making that kind of a move towards what you want, our internal paradigms, our internal programming, our internal thinking instantly puts up a, a royal battle that will continually fight a person. Uh, it, it's, it's taking the conscious control over your thinking, uh, the paradigm and the program, removing it, placing it with what it is that you would love, and learning to notice that when that happens and when, so when that thinking comes up, that's when you learn to step into it. That's the only time you can change your thinking is when old patterns surface, and then you notice that that old pattern surfaces, and that is the first baby step right there in transforming your thinking. A lot of words there. I apologize. No, not at all. And I think that's important for people to realize is that that process has to occur because that's the time that you're reprogramming your brain yeah. to get out of the old habits. Just yeah. like you mentioned earlier, you might have to grow out of your friends, and that's yeah, okay. Absolutely. You might have to yeah. grow out of your family. So have, did you go through that as well? <laughs> well, yeah, the, 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 we all do, uh, and I did as well. There were, there were times when the, the thinking would come up, but, and pardon me, this was the language that I hear, what the hell are you thinking? You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's uh, because the paradigms of growing up, and these will be very familiar to other people, is good things come to those who wait. Uh, look before you leap. Better safe than sorry. This is all common hour thinking and recognizing those things in whatever form they come to, a, to an individual is learning to notice that and, and, and say and press the pause button when that happens. Learn to recognize when it happens press the pause button, put a pattern interrupt on it, and remove and replace that. You know, we, you know what the hell are you thinking? You've got benefits, you know. <laughs> yeah. right. And you're walking away. Yeah, it's, uh, it's very scary. 
uh, and there's a lot of other people that, that, that are affected by that. My wife in particular, she's been a great support uh, along the way in that regard. So it, it, it's, it, it's overcoming your, your, your common hour thinking, your habitual thinking, and keep continuing to step that direction. I love being inside. Uh, oh, here, uh, let, me, let me show you this. This, this will give you a good example of what I'm talking about. As you learn to put this on, whatever that dream is, you know, the, and especially where I was honing coaching skills and learning skills and, and, and learning this tra- these transformational processes, is that people would know when I would be going to an event somewhere. Um, Mary Morrissey, John Maxwell, Les Brown, uh, and now you guys. Uh, and I would, I would, and they would know I was going. And so people get divided as two different groups: the group that is there to hear and listen and ready to learn what what uh what I what I had learned. They wanted me to share everything I had learned. And then the other group is, uh, oh crap, he went to the top of the mountain again. Crap, we're going to have to get up to this stuff for a couple of days, you know. And, and it, you know, it's. It, it, uh, and, and that even happens, uh, you know, honestly, sometimes in Rotary, you know, it. it Gosh, what Dave's got religion or something? You know, what's this? What's going on? You know, it is woo-woo stuff, but it's not mm-hmm. not woo-woo stuff. This, you know, this is. I, I heard. I think it was Bishop T.D. Jakes one time in a, in a video. Um, he says, "You know, there is nothing more powerful than a changed mind. You can change your hair. You can change your clothes. You can change your job." You can change your residence. You can even change yours. But until you change your mind, the same pattern will repeat itself over and over again. And so it's recognizing that that pattern there and and setting in the pattern interrupt and saying, this is what I want. Right. 100%. And, And real quick, I want to backtrack just a moment. Not even, not even backtrack. I'm sorry. I was wrong language. I want to highlight what you said a little bit ago when you said spend 15 minutes a day. It's just taking yeah. those baby steps. It's taking yeah. action steps each day because, David, how many people do you know, do I know, does Lawrence, the listeners where we live in that society of instant gratification of I went to the gym two days in a row and I didn't get my six pack abs yet. I, I am, you know, and people want results instantly because we're force fed this nonsense on TV and on the internet that you've got to just take this miracle pill. You'll shed those, love handles and you'll boost your business and all you've got to do is do this one little thing and it's instant success and then it's just not people accept this nonsense and they then beat themselves down getting depressed Mm -hmm. and saddened by oh well my results didn't match what the ad said well the ad is baloney it's nonsense (laughs) you've got to take baby steps each day, take yep. those action steps and set realistic goals. You're not going to get six pack abs by yep. going to the gym for just one week. You're not going to get that million dollar business because you read a book and then mm-hmm. sat on your butt hoping that it was That's just going to yep. magically happen by yep. itself. And 
it's it's a wake up call. So yeah. I'm I'm glad I'm glad that you said it. That way, you know, it's not just crazy rich and crazy Lawrence saying it every week. You know, yeah, we could just let's add crazy Dave to the mix here, okay? Because here here's what and, and you said you you said a very very significant word there, uh, Rich, and that's the word realistic. Okay, that's uh, a very dangerous word. It is dangerous. Okay? Because, I'm an because well, what we do, though, is we think, well, this is reality. I, you know, the, 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 we, we get hung up in, in, in what, what we think is real. Okay? But here, and you talked about setting realistic goals. Anybody can set that therein lies the problem. Okay? That, that plays back into, into our thinking about the problem. The problem's not the problem. The problem is in how we think about that problem. And the setting of realistic goals is the problem. There's a big difference between goal setting and goal achieving. That's a, and goal achieving, I put it this way: a dream written down with a date becomes a goal, and a goal broken down into steps becomes a plan, and a plan backed by action makes your dream come true. Okay, you have to say that all over again for okay. slow ones like me. So one more okay. Time. Okay, a, dr- right a dream written, a dream written down with a date becomes a goal. In other words, by when? Set a time on there. By when? I'm going to go to the gym every day. By when? Six a.m., seven a.m. I'm going. To write it down. When, when you put a by when on something, it, it's kind of like a grounding cord for electrical energy. Now things are working. Until you ground it by setting a by wind, then it's just kind of like out there. I'm going to do it when I feel like it. I'm going to do it when I think about it, which, by the way, your parents aren't going to let you think about it. So a dream written down with a, goal, with a date becomes a goal. Now, a goal broken down into steps becomes a plan. And a plan backed by action it's what makes your dream come true. It's kind of like awesome. you're in Los Angeles and you want to go to New York. You're going to want to know what it looks like in Las Vegas and Chicago. If you find yourself in Brownsville, Texas, you made a wrong turn somewhere. <laughs> that left turn in Albuquerque, I think. Yeah, that left turn in Albuquerque will get you every time. <laughs> the, the fact that the left turn in Albuquerque will take you to uh, Bismarck, North Dakota. Uh, <laughs> Which would be the same effect. But, but that, that's the thing right there. We set goals. Everybody sets goals, but they don't think through the goals as to what it's truly going to take to accomplish them and by when. And this is an accountability issue, a personal accountability issue. And it takes, it takes more than just this, guys. It, it takes also getting us out of a structure, a structure of support. Most people do this in what I call Lone Ranger Syndrome. I will do this myself. I will do this without any help. They'll do it without an accountability partner. They'll do it without a coach. They'll do it without a personal trainer if we're going to do the six-pack ab thing. We're going to do this with, uh, uh, without a coach, without an accountability partner, without a mastermind group. They're going to do it all by themselves because they're the lone ranger. But what invariably happens, and I've done this myself, guys, when you try to do something lone ranger, you got, you're not the lone ranger. You're more like the lone ranger's horse silver and it's specifically the north end of silver when he's walking south you're not, it's not going to work you're just going to be a horse's behind 
mm-hmm. in the process. So it, 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 it's getting it written down and becoming very clear about it, but it's also getting inside a structure of support, especially if you don't have that around you. And, and that's, you know, you are the average of the people closest to you. Sometimes it's going to take a necessary ending and to hang out with the people that you want. The people that have or act like like you do, that, that have what you want, that live a life that you want to be where they are. You want to imagine yourself there, but you also want to up-level yourself into that. It's like, you know, if you want to be a millionaire, guess what? Start hanging out with millionaires. And if you're a millionaire and you want to be a, be a billionaire, guess what you're going to guess what you need to do? Hang out with billionaires. It's pretty simple. Right. Oh, I don't but even know what yeah, you said. But, 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 well, let, let, me, let me add one more thing, guys, because I, I'm going to tell you that the, the primary strategy that I would share with all the listeners to, to, to help empower them right now, because you know, we're, we're all about the Change Book series, Insights into Self-Empowerment. Well, let, let me, here's what I say people really need to do to empower them right now, and that is to be very intentional about what it is you want. And being intentional it takes really two things, and, and that is intentional growth through study. And that means, guys, turn off the television and pick up the books. Read Covey, read Blanchard, read John Maxwell, read the Change Book series. Get in this read. Go to the seminars. Go look for the webinars. Look look for look for the people in this business. Look look the people that have what you want and emulate them. But get into the study and read this stuff. So because the more you get into the study the more these things will come to you because you're opening your mind up to more infinite type of possibilities. And then the second thing it takes, okay, intentional growth through study, and the next thing, evaluated experience through applied action. And, and what I mean by that, you know, people say experience is the best teacher. Experience usually shuts people down. Experience is not the best teacher. Evaluated experience is the best teacher. Take a step, evaluate, take another step. And I'll always apply yourself in your action plan to accomplish your dreams. So intentional growth through study and evaluated experience through applied action. Awesome. And also give me a call. I can help you out. Definitely. And on that note, what is the best way people can connect with you, David? I'd say the, the, the absolute best way to me is to call my cell phone. And I'm going to, that number is 806-679-9326. And be sure and leave a message if I don't answer. And uh, second best would be email, uh, which is the uh, David Norris, 1976 at gmail.com. And, of course, I'm on LinkedIn and Facebook and that. But... Mm-hmm. Give me a call. Send me a text. Absolutely. And I'll I'll say from personal experience that I've had the pleasure of speaking with David multiple times by phone, just um, asking him ideas. You know, David, I, I called you up and said, hey, you know, for, for those that don't know, like Lauren said, David is putting into action everything that he says. And he's made significant, just crazy results with the clients that he's bringing in and his uh, speaking and coaching, mentoring career. And I wanted to know what, how, what his secret is. And he was 
absolutely welcoming with a phone call. We talked, David, what did we talk for like a, a half an hour, 45 minutes? It might, it might have even yeah, gone on yeah. to an hour. It was, it was yeah, a good yeah, conversation. So I'll say from personal experience that, you know, David is very warm. He's very welcoming. So if you're listening to this right now, or if you're catching this on the replay, because it is archived, definitely write down his number, write down his email, give him a call, and he's going to show you how you can be the best you and how good it can be to be you. Uh, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's in the execution, and that's where people get hung up, is in how to execute. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think it was T. Boone Pickens that says, ready, aim, 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 aim. (laughs) Let's pull the trigger. (laughs) Make it happen. Excellent. David, do you have any closing remarks before we, before we get on out of here? Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, Rich, Lawrence, thank you. Uh, I'm honored and humbled, and, and I hope I brought some value to, to you guys and to, all, and to all the listeners today. I hope that there's a, a nugget in there uh, somewhere that, that will uh, uh, strike a resilient chord in their heart to, to allow them to, to propel their, their, their dream forward, their business forward, their, their relationships forward. Uh, what they do with their time and what they do with their money. I hope there was just something in here today that that spoke to somebody. And if, if that happened to just one person, then I did my job. And thank you all very much. And thanks to Jim Britt and Jim Lutz, too. I see what, uh, those guys are just absolutely amazing. And a special shout-out to uh, Julie Jones-Hamilton, who made the introduction to Jim and Jim for me. That, that, that was outstanding. I love this community. And I uh, Call on me anytime, guys. I can never be of service or support. Awesome. awesome. David, thank you so much. Enjoy your enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. And I look forward to speaking with you soon and hopefully meet you find space. I yeah, let's be intentional about that. We'll do that. You got a yeah. deal. Definitely. Thank you. Bye bye. Right. Enjoy your day. Be well. All right, Lawrence, how are you feeling about today's interview? I knew it was going to be amazing, and it was even more amazing than I imagined. So I've got two pages of, of as you call, golden nuggets from uh, David. And uh, it's time, to, uh, it's time to, to start my stop doing list and, and get busy. Oh, the, the stop doing <laughs> list. I, I hope David doesn't mind, but I'm definitely going to borrow that a couple, couple times and use it with my clients and <laughs> I think that's going to be making a a showing at our our upcoming seminars. Uh, the do not do list. I I love it because too many people just bog themselves down with all the nonsense and getting caught up in oh I've got to watch my shows and I've got to check Facebook and uh, Twitter twenty gazillion times a day and I've got to do this and we're, we're People are just looking for reasons to be distracted. You know, they're looking for reasons to not do what they're supposed to do. And then they wonder why the business isn't growing. They don't have the abs. They don't have the loving relationships. You know what I'm saying? So golden nuggets all throughout the interview today. Definitely glad to finally get David on the radio show here with the change book. And like I said, uh, you can read his chapter, Is It Good to Be You, in book seven 
of the Change Book series. And if you want to connect with David or Jim Britt or Jim Lutz or Lawrence or myself or any of the other co-authors, don't forget, we're working on book 12 right now, 200 plus co-authors around the globe, 22 different countries. This is what you need to do. Go, I'm sure you're on Facebook. I know you're on the internet because you're listening to us right now. Go in your keyword search up there. Look for a group called The Change Book. It's a free public group. All you have to do is click the word join and you'll be accepted in. Golden opportunity to connect with Jim Britt, Jim Lutz, David Norris, Lawrence Pipkin, uh, Rich Perry, or any of the other co-authors and ask them questions. Find out what they wrote. Find out what seminars they're hosting, what programs are coming up. Like David said multiple times in the interview today, go out and read a book. Spend 15 minutes a day. Go to a seminar. Go to a lecture. Uh, in, invest in yourself. Get a program. Get a coach. Get a mentor. Find to make yourself better. And that's my soapbox happy rant. What, uh, what, what do you got, Lawrence? Um, just amazing stuff, man. It's, you know, people got to get out there and get busy. There's no time like the present, uh, insert cliche here, do whatever <laughs> it takes, you know, what are you willing to sacrifice? I believe David said, and, you know, sometimes you've got to sacrifice those little things that bring you temporary comfort, temporary joy so that you can create a life that's not temporary, you yep. know, that's not uh, going to drag you along by the next little temporary thing. So, you know, everything David said is 100%. He's, he's proof in everything that he says. And it's about stopping getting ready to get ready and, you know, yeah. just do the action. Figure it out as you go along. You know, create the study. Um, if you feel that you are lacking in a certain area, well, fill that area and then get busy. So everything he said, I hope everybody was listening and I'm definitely going to listen again um, Mm -hmm. because I'm sure there was more that I missed and just what a wonderful interview. And uh, it was just great having David on the show today. And, you know, again, as David said, thanks to Jim and Jim for connecting us with all these amazing people who are trying to create the life of their dreams while bringing everybody else along with them. So Absolutely. That's what I got. And, and, and just another final reminder, we, we've said it multiple times today and, and every day, it, this is called self-growth for a reason because you're constantly growing. Just like the flower grows up out of the dirt, sometimes you have to leave behind the old habits, the old ways. You know, Sometimes it takes growing out of that job where you've been stuck for years or growing out of relationships and friendships. Yeah, it might hurt. We know we might not want to, we might not want to leave certain people or certain situations and experiences, but that's because it's what we know. It's our comfort zone. It's time to break out of that mold, break out of that comfort zone, get into be bold, be daring and live your life the way that it's meant to be. That really resonates with you and makes you a better, happier person. So you can go out and serve others and, and bring that joy and happiness and love and success and prosperity to others, you know, 
And, and that's all I've got. Lawrence, it's been a great radio show. The blog talk radio gods were with us today. Hallelujah. And (laughs) (laughs) I hope everybody is having a phenomenal Wednesday or whenever you're listening to this, have a great day. Remember to download your favorite episodes from iTunes. Go ahead and rate and review. Give us a star rating and written review that you think we deserve. Share this interview or other interviews with your friends. And we'll talk to you again next Wednesday. Feel free to reach out to us and go to our website, vortexmastermind.com. Get some free training audios that we've got up there. And oh, hey, guess what? We've got a book coming out. Bankrolling Your Mind from Lawrence Pipkin and Rich Perry. Uh, We'll be publishing that on Kalisti Publishing due out in October. We'll get you a date very soon. And we might even have some promo copies to give out to the good people very, very soon. So thank you so much for listening to the Change Book Radio Show on behalf of Lawrence, Jim Britt, Jim Lutz, and everybody else in the Change Book series, all 200 and plus co-authors, 12 different issues, 12 different volumes, 20 some countries around the world. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you again next week. Thanks and be excellent. Bye-bye.